The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com. To find your kind of tech. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. It's Thursday, and it is actually Thursday right now when I'm recording this Whoa. with Anya, Marina, Brian, Frangie, and Noah, um, whose last name I always struggle with, Avior. Yeah, that's good. You got it. Avi- Avior. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Frangie, and Los Angie, as Kirsten suggested. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I like that a lot. Yeah. We actually had a, a flight attendant. I almost said stewardess. We almost had a flight attendant on the way to New York yesterday. Um, and Hala, uh, my friend Hala, who's a listener to the show, big fan, been on the show before. Um, sh- she and I both freaked out because our flight attendant, they were like, your flight attendant, uh, Franch- Franchi, Franchi. Oh, what? F-R-A-N-C-H-E-E, Franchi. Wow. Where we were both she like, from? oh, <laughs> didn't ask. Was asleep by the time she came around. <laughs> you know, Missed I learned on that recently that um, there's a man named... Um, something frangie who lives in new york and i was like who is this guy my brother investigated and it turns out he's my long lost uh great cousin yeah well he wasn't lost though (laughs) he's long he found yeah he found himself long ago in the desert any frangie is probably related to you there's yeah well i do know this that frangie i don't know if i said this before but frangie is syrian for Ah, foreigner 
It's a Syrian word <laughs> oh. that means foreigner. So are you a, a Syrian? So it, it must be that one of my ancestors, the, the OG, Frangie, uh-huh. went to Ellis Island and they were like, what's your last name? And then he said in his native language, I am a foreigner. And boom, <gasps> that's my last name forever. Oh my God. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's how the band Foreigner got their name. Yeah. You think that's how it went? You think they said, I'm a foreigner, and then the person in the U.S. said, ah, Frangie? Or you mean in <laughs> Syria? Like the, at, no, at in, Ellis they Island. They said it in Syria. Uh-huh. At Ellis Island, they oh. were like, they're in a long line of immigrants trying to get into America, and they were mm-hmm. like, last name, and then, you know, they wrote down the ah, names on a piece of paper, and the person was like, uh, Frangie, Frangie, and like, what? Frangie, and they're like, okay, Frangie. But all he was saying was, I'm a foreigner, which is a kind right. of a dumb thing to say. If I think of, you know, you, you know, even no matter what the person said, maybe he thought the person was saying, are you a citizen? Are you a citizen? Right. Yeah. That um, makes more sense. But then it's surprising that there isn't more Frangies. Do you think my whatever great, great, great <laughs> yeah, grandpa, I think was the dumbest Syrian. <laughs> He's the only one. <laughs> They're all named whatever it means. Like I'm hungry and tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you say that? So the no ba- they're named Where's the Bathroom in Syrian. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> McConnell or Jones is like Syrian for um, I haven't eaten for two weeks. Um, so, yeah, we flew to New York, Hala and I, um, to see. I got a chance to go see Dave Matthews perform a very intimate concert at Irving Plaza, which I don't know if you know. is like oh. 1,200 cap. It's like very small. Wow. Yes. And um, it w- I thought it was going to be the whole band. It was just him. Which just is Dave like Matthews. No My band. favorite. I love seeing my favorite artists acoustically. That's like the way I want to see them all. I wish Taylor Swift played her whole concert with her guitar. But um, and it was it was incredible. I was supposed to do it. Um, first, they were going to pay me to do it. And then um, my lawyers caught wind of the the deal and they said um you have a podcast with iheart and you can't do anything for serious and i was like okay i'll kiss fifty thousand dollars goodbye oh. to go so that i can't, don't post one thing which by the way i ended up posting anyway because i went to it <laughs> i didn't tag serious in it but you can infer so i ended up nothing changed I'm still eligible to go to things and post anything I want, except I just didn't make $50,000. So um, that would have been nice to get paid to go do that. And they were going to give me money for glam and all this stuff. So that was a little bit of a a heartache. And by the way, iHeart didn't catch wind of this. They probably would have never noticed. Not that I'm ever trying to do anything shady. I didn't even know it would be a conflict of interest. I didn't even think anything of it. I'm like doing the deal with the guy. And I'm like, Yeah. yeah, this sounds great. Let's do it. And then, my team was like, hey, this doesn't go well with your contract. And I go, can we change the wording? Because this is, I'm promoting their album. I'm not even, I'm, it's not even for serious. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's going to be too much. And I go, okay, well, can I not pay you guys $50,000 this year? Because you just took that from me <laughs> for calling this thing out that I wouldn't have ever gotten. No one would have noticed. No. But it's the right thing to do. And once I realized it was in breach of contract, kind of, obviously, I, I was not going to try to do anything sneaky. Of course. But that's just, I never understand why I get like when when a platform has you, like if I'm doing a show on um, ABC, I'm not allowed to do shows on any other network. If I were ABC, and this is just me, I would think it's all about like ego for these people of like, we own this talent. I would think if she went over to NBC, she'd probably talk about the show she's on on ABC and it would be good for us. Mm -hmm. Any 
publicity or this person getting out there is going to lead people to Google them and find out where else to find them, therefore leading to us. But people want to own you. Any press the is, is We ran into this all the time when I was a radio DJ, and it was so annoying because these radio stations have these wars. And like I was in San Diego, there were two alternative rock stations. And if a band yeah. came to ours... And not the other one. The, the band would be dead to the other station. It's like, really? Yes. Smashing Pumpkins mm. is dead to you now? Yes. Because they came to see <laughs> they us. They do that at comedy clubs. And you know, it's so bad. Like, it's not good for talent. And it's all a game of like, people people's egos and i i have no i have no ill will towards iheart obviously they've done they're like the best company to work forever they've given me everything i ever could want and they had nothing to do with me not doing this deal <laughs> literally nothing but it is weird when um comedy clubs used to do this brian you know this if there's two comedy clubs in town uh-huh. and you are an up and coming comic who needs as much stage time as possible to get good at what you do. Mm-hmm. You need to take every chance. If you work the other club in town, you will get blacklisted from the club you're the club you originally work at. And these cause these owners want to like own you. If they really cared about talent and nurturing talent and making you a better comedian, they wouldn't give a fuck if you went across the river and performed at the St. Charles location oh. or whatever. But they they do they only give a fuck because and And by the way, when you're coming up as a comic, no one gives a fuck who you are. You're not a name yet. No one can claim you yet. They just, they do this to open micers who have no following. They just want to, they just feel it's, it it reminds me of monogamy too. And which bothers me about like, I own someone and you're mine now and you can't even think about someone else. And it's like, well, I'm a human being and I want to have experiences and I just, just ownership of someone else. It starts to get. It man, it gets in my craw. It's only hot I, in the bedroom if you say it. Uh, what do you mean? I own this. I own you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's just, but I don't understand. I've never understood why in television, if I have a show on NBC, why they won't let me go on an ABC I'll show. I'll tell you why. Human nature is annoyingly such that when you hear something, like the power of suggestion is very strong. So if I'm listening to a radio station at 100.3 and that DJ is like, you know, on 98.5, it's just human nature to flip over to 98.5. So I think that's, you're right, it's ego, but I think another part of it is also the power of suggestion. Like you just heard something and now it's subconsciously in your mind. If I have a star on my network that is the star of a show, I want them to be on as many things as possible that would lead, as long as they're good. I understand like not wanting your artist to go do shitty things like to go do a like beer chugging contest on another <laughs> yeah. station or something. But if you're just, if, if, if I, if, if my show is your main show and you want to go do other shows, like it, it becomes when you whittle it down you go, it's not about them feeling like we're missing out on money from this. It's about, we just want to own you. I can, yeah. I can argue gets for gross. on behalf of the giant corporations. Like I think it's partially <laughs> branding. Do. It's partially branding. Like when, when, like, you know how HBO, like you watch an HBO show and like the same actor is in like all the, all the HBO shows that come out for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they associate just like the, the major studios back in the fifties. It's like people will associate that star with the network. So like if you only appeared on iHeartRadio, then whenever you post on Instagram, just personal stuff, then in the viewer's mind, 
iHeartRadio will pop up whenever they see you because now you're associated with that brand. This Just like point. back in the day, anytime that we saw uh, James Gandolfini, we'd think about HBO. Right. I understand. I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is if you want the person who is a star on your network to be a bigger star, to have more eyes on your thing, wouldn't you want them to do more things and to expand as a star? But I, it's, it's not. It's the same thing as like, I don't want you having fun anywhere else if I can't have fun with you. Yeah. HBO, I, you, you know, the Stars Network doesn't get to have you either because we want you. It's about, it's still what it bottles down. Yeah, exclusivity kind like of grosses you, me out, I'm realizing. When you do in a relationships show in a city, and anything. I think the contract even states, like, you cannot you play come a back show to this market. in this city for six months or something crazy. Same with that. Yeah. That makes sense because there are people that don't want to come see me again. But mm-hmm. if I'm doing a, this might be the same, I might bring back the same show to town. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, people don't have a threshold for how much entertainment they watch on TV. They're not going to choose me on a cooking show over me on, you know what I'm, I don't know. I You're making sense. I'm kind of making sense. Well, I, I agree, agree with you. With you. I think I'm, you. I'm just playing devil's advocate, arguing for, uh, you know. The devil. Yeah, the devil. <laughs> big corp. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big corp. But I agree with you. that, And, you know, the future, the future, I think, is in the individual, especially with the dissemination of people's uh, social media identities. And eventually, everyone's becoming their own company. And the, the days of the old studio yeah. is not, is, is not going to happen anymore. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I unfortunately the people who are running these companies, not iHeart, are these people from that era who are just like so yes. set in their yeah, ways. They're so old. And they're terrified of losing their jobs because there is no stability no in risk. corporate America. There's but- I do want to say you that the only... I, if I was in their position, I would take no risk. Yes. I would get would, no one looking at me, even though your head is constantly in the guillotine, ready to be chopped off at any moment for nothing you've done. I can't even tell you the amount of times. Anytime I do a general meeting with executives from a, a network, I go, I'll have to do this again in three months because it'll be someone new. Oh. I don't, I, if you're listening, I feel so bad for you guys. Like, it must just be terrifying every day to walk into work knowing that you could be on the chopping block. That's why everything on TV is pre-existing IP now or a remake of yeah. something or it needs to have a gigantic star attached to it. Like there's no, no one takes risks anymore. The art, art, the artistry in Hollywood has gone down know, the that shit. jury. Did you see that jury show? I really yeah. wanted to watch the one where they made a fake world around that guy. You would have been a great guy for that, uh, Brian. Uh, you, you know who was on that? Was was that that's the one on um, Freeform? Or it went? I forget. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I don't they got know. the other Frangie, your second cousin, <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Yeah, Frangie. I don't know who to associate <laughs> that brand with. But that was it. Was like James Marsden's in it. Yeah, oh, and okay. they tricked this guy episodes. into doing jury duty. Was it so fun? It was. It was good. It was really hyped up. Uh, and I was like, eh, I'm okay. I got one episode. Lisa Gilroy's on that, and I'm obsessed with oh, her. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to her episodes. I really like her. I would ever. love to see her. Yeah, that felt like an original thing, like a risk being taken. Um, F-Boy Island is so, somewhat of a risk. I mean, we t- you know, definitely did things outside of the box, but again, like it's there are zones that you can stay in that you're kind of safe, um, but it is... I was pitching some show ideas the other day and n- getting just like, ah, that sounds good. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Oh, 
Mm, and like, like honestly, no response to them. But I didn't even know it was a pitch meeting. I just thought it was a general meeting where you just go like, hey, what's up? I'm Nikki. Uh-huh. You're them. Let's like talk in the future if we have any ideas. And they're like, but we want to know what you're thinking about. And I'm like, um, I'm working on my music career. I don't really care about doing TV right now. <laughs> so if you have a TV show about that, I would love to do a TV show where I'm like trying to be a musician. And they're like, okay. Um, but that is kind of what I realized. No offense to um, everyone who's um, working very hard to keep me in this career. I just want a different career. <laughs> I mean, I want this. I like podcasting. I like doing stand-up. Um, I'm not looking for a sitcom. That honestly seems like... Um, uh, yeah. Can I just say for I'm, the record? I'm waiting for that call from Taylor. What? Uh, for the record, I think the only giant corporation that takes risks and does it right and is full of brave, smart people is iHeartRadio. I mean, they're the and only I ones. I also want to disagree. Yeah, they really are one of the best corporations. They're not listening. <laughs> Big Money Players Network. The <laughs> algorithm is though. Big Money Players Network. Yes. Um, no, we're great. I'm. I have no complaints about iHeart. Anyone, anytime someone writes me to go like, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing a pot," I'm always like. They have done everything that I've ever wanted and wished. They've given me no notes. They let me be myself. They are, they're amazing. So very grateful. Cause you know, when I was choosing a podcast network, it was between a few. I got a couple oh, hell yeah. It was, it was a little bit of a, uh, not a war, but a, um, a bidding skirmish. A, light, a skirmish. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, um, I chose right. Sometimes you just go, I don't know what I'm doing. We'll uh. just see if it works out. And it definitely worked out. Like everyone there is so nice. And, um, and I'm a little corporate bitch and we'll be right back. After this. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously. Like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. And I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. 
You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made made and discover what makes them so great from classics like Fleetwood Mac's dreams to the Ronettes be my baby and modern day classics like the killers Mr. Brightside listen to Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs on the iHeartRadio app Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so last night went to the Dave Matthews concert at Irving Plaza with um, I flew my mom out last minute because she was like I can't go again you took me to Taylor Swift this weekend it's too much Nick and I'm like it's you know it's a little bit of money for flights but we stayed at my friend Sarah Lena's house I didn't have to put her up in a hotel it's a free ticket to this intimate show she didn't know it was she thought it was going to be at a stadium or arena and then I told her I was pro- we would probably had a 90% chance of meeting Dave after the show. And she was like, I don't know. I shouldn't go. And I just bought her ticket. I was like, well, then you're, you're going. If you're even on the fence, you're going. So she flew out yesterday. New York was apocalyptic. Oh, it was, oh yeah, because of the fires. The fucking air was orange. It was orange and yellow outside. It was so bad. I realized that during COVID... I didn't give a fuck about my mask because yesterday I was wearing an N95 so responsibly, making sure it was tucked over every portion of my face. <laughs> oh, Circumference, yeah. totally solid. You know, using that little wiry part at the nose to yeah. make sure it, no air got in. And I realized with your voice. Oh, during COVID, I didn't give a fuck about my mask. I'm coming out with it now. <laughs> I made it look like I cared because I wanted to respect those around me, but I was never scared of getting COVID. Yeah, I you don't believe been, in germs. I, I just was it's not that I didn't believe in it or I was like, this is bullshit. Everyone doesn't care. I knew it was a big deal. I just can't care about things that I don't care about. You know, like you can't get me to be scared of picking a lollipop off the ground if I don't already care. You can't get me to care about travel and seeing the world if I don't care about it. You can't so insert tell us what something in my care brain about that, this. Because voice. it's it my voice and because it's like breathing in cancer. So COVID, I'm like, you okay, I just Oh my god! It, um, I was c- coughing all day long. Um, yeah. I didn't feel it like in my head. People were getting headaches and stuff. I didn't feel it anywhere else. I was just like my voice was already fucked. We would have recorded this podcast two days ago, but my I had to go on vocal rest because I sang too much over the weekend at Taylor Swift and stuff, and just overused my voice. So yesterday I was trying to do vocal rest, and um, and then it was like d- it was. Honestly, so scary outside. Yeah. People were driving poor, like traffic was bad. It looked like everyone was trying to get out of town because the city was on fire. It was really scary. And I know a lot of people in California and such have witnessed this kind of weather, Colorado or like skies. 
It's it's terrifying. different when you're in a city grid and you can barely see the sky and there's like no fresh air breezing through. Yeah. Five blocks down, you couldn't see the buildings. Yeah. It was that hazy. And um, this is our future, by the way. Like, this is not like once... It'll be once in a while for a little bit, but I realized... COVID was wearing masks inside and the future is wearing masks outside. Mm -hmm. The only time you'll be able to wear, not wear masks is inside in the future. I have an erroneous belief. We're all going belief. to have personal. I have an optimistic like, erroneous belief about filter. this. I feel like. Really? Yeah. I feel like with the forest fires, obviously I believe in climate change and I believe that climate change is exacerbating these forest fires and making them more intense and more frequent. Don't mm -hmm. come at me for that. But I do believe that our <laughs> we have a history of not uh, doing controlled burns, which is something that was that the Native Americans used to do hundreds of years ago to make sure that our forests didn't get overgrown. And in fact, for decades, we had a policy in most major developed countries of just preserving forests without burning them, without cutting down trees, so that they would become overgrown and more likely to burn. And now, right. with the climate changing, the fires are more likely to start and they're going to burn bigger. And I think what will happen eventually is the forests will be burned and they will be thinned out and we're less likely to experience these gigantic forest fires because there won't be... Because they're all going to burn. There won't be enough trees left to burn. I don't know. You ever fly across the United States and go, there are so many goddamn trees. <laughs> yeah. You ever like see like when you're flying into an area, you go, all there is is trees or you take a drive up the upstate and you go, there's so yeah. much forest. Well, That's we're only like I'm inhabiting wrong. like 5% of... Like North America, it's just some like low number. Whoa! <laughs> so I'm probably wrong. Yeah. I just want to say I'm probably wrong, no, but I say that to myself to I make like myself feel better. Yeah, we've once you've destroyed it all, there's nothing left to burn. I do like that theory. Yeah. There's, there's something interesting there, but it was but it grows really back. depressing yesterday. Depressing yesterday, and I was worried the concert was going to be um, canceled. And you're right, Anya, it does grow back. Um, I was just thinking about all the birds and raccoons that I was breathing Aww. in the burnt <laughs> oh, the burnt animals that God, were like, no. what's happening? And the babies that are freshly born because it's springtime, all the baby animals, like that's where my mind goes. I don't really. They don't I, know I where to go. Like, and a lot of animals have been, have evolved. Oh, it's awful. A lot of animals evolved to actually run through fire because. What? Yeah, because. Like they're at a Tony Robbins seminar. Yeah. So they got it. They, they want to <laughs> experience the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Uh, but they run through fire because historically Keep fires building. have not been big enough for uh, they could just run straight through them and get to the other side and then be safe. Oh, right. But now the fires are so big that they might be evolved to oh run through the fire. Yeah, and they and there's no way God. out. I just did yeah. an interview so the, yeah. for this channel in San Diego like right before this podcast because they wanted to talk to former San Diegans that were in New York and the guy <laughs> asked me for an on-air clip. He goes, "How so these fires like came from Canada. So what is your feeling about that?" <laughs> like, he, like like he wanted you to hate on Canada? Yeah, and then I don't know why I got infected by the San Diego fucking linguistic curse that you get when you're talking to San Diegans and I actually said, "I mean, it's it's a bummer." <laughs> <laughs> that's all i had it's a bummer and it's a drag i think i said it is harshing my vibes <laughs> <laughs> i mean canadians are so polite it's a surprise that they let that smoke come over here i know i was surprised to hear something catastrophic coming from canada i was like really Sarah canada? Like, had the funniest tweet she's like what if after the smoke clears canada's just gone <laughs> like it disappears <laughs> in a haze 
I was, um, well, I was worried that they were going to cancel the show last night because, you know, Dave being able to sing and he did um, Howard Stern yesterday too. So I knew he'd been up all, you know, you have to get up at like 3.30 in the morning uh-huh. to like prepare to be on for Howard at that time. Like it's so early. Not that he did hair and makeup or anything, but I, he even said at the concert, like I woke up very early so I could be sharp for the interview that happens early. So he got on stage instantly and was like, I'm tired. But anyway, <laughs> we, um, we went to the show and Hala also went, Laura Holly, my best friend from high school who notoriously told me in high school that in a disgusted voice, Hala, I know you're listening. Um, she just, I remember she was just like, you think you're going to meet Dave Matthews? What? Oh my God. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I will. And I really did. What was the conversation before that though? To meet him. It was like me being like, I'm going to meet him someday. Just being like sure of it, you know, and like talking to my friends about like when I meet him someday, I feel like I'm going to say this or what, you know, it was, was just like, like high school before you did comedy yeah, before anything. Setting? Yeah, this was like me using that book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, to like trick my mind into knowing that this was going to happen in the future without any doubt. And my subconscious mind made it happen. So you made a which point is what happens with that to book. get her roped into this trip. Yeah, and she's a Dave <laughs> fan. And so, and, and we were huge Dave fans in high school. So I, I thought it was, I didn't realize it was a part of the story until I already invited her. And she goes, wow, this is the ultimate fuck you to me in high school <laughs> for you to like bring me to see you meet him. And the truth is she did see me meet him because after the show, we got meet and greets. We like stayed up in this area and the guy that was handing out the, um, the wristbands uh, came up to me and gave me and my mom one and did not give Hollow one. Oh my <laughs> so God. She, she, but the thing was, we were like, I am so conscious of meet and greets because I do them. And I knew Dave was tired and he had been up since probably four in the morning that day and had to do a sound check for two hours, he said. And it, like, he had a long day. I did not even want to meet him because it's just like, it's too much. And we were, pr- and, and so I just, I didn't want to add another person to it. And Hala was like, I'm fine. I don't care. Cause Hala don't care anyway. And she was just happy to witness it. And she was art. It was as if she met him. She's up there, like right next to us all meeting him. And, um, but it was, so first of all, I get to the show and I meet Brooklyn Decker. Cause she's a Dave fan oh. and she's on Dave Matthews band radio being interviewed. And then I'm after her. And so we exchanged pleasantries and she's so cute and adorable and was wearing the cutest denim jumper that I wanted to get. And she had like a cropped, like she had a Anya's length hair. And it really made me want to get it because I haven't seen that hair on like a tall blonde. Like she kind of has the same kind of body type as me. She would probably be offended if I said that, but I could kind of blur my eyes and be like, Oh, I'd look cute with that hair and 20 pounds thinner um and anyway so she was really nice and then i went on air and then ari the guy who runs the channel was like so we're gonna intro dave tonight and i was like what he was like i think it'd be really cool and he's just all over the place trying to run the boards and like figure out the timing of the show and i'm like well, what are we gonna say and he's like we're just gonna go up there for like four minutes before and oh dave doesn't God. like to and i go four minutes just vamping i go i gotta have a plan and he's like no we'll just do it i'll talk a little bit i'll bring you up and i gave him specific instructions how to bring me up because if you don't Good. know when you're bringing someone on stage like a lot of times and this might help our listener if you're ever introducing someone at a conference or like at a meeting at a work function in front of people and you're introducing someone make sure that their name is the last thing oh, you said God. so this is like a very great tip it's 
it nobody really knows this until yeah. you start hosting because I didn't know it. But you just say, "Hey, are you guys ready for your next performer?" Okay, you know them from blah 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 blah. Please give it up for Nikki Glazer. Yeah. You always say their name what last because do. if you go, "Are you guys ready yeah. for Nikki Glazer?" Okay, here she is. <laughs> and then they don't really know when to clap. Like, and you gotta save the name for last because you're building That's the, the whole anticipation. Thing. Yeah, people go and now it's, welcome Nikki Glazer. You're gonna love her. She's gonna be great. Like. <laughs> People do that and sometimes. Then they trail off and people do, are like, don't know when to actually, at least with a Nikki Glazer, the applause is yes. like, okay, now all together. So I gave him I that. I now pronounce like, you, you husband and wife. <laughs> yes. Right, and you're going to as a couple and now we're going to do the rings. It's like, what? Yeah. I'm going to now pronounce Anya and Matt Nikki Glazer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make sure to say my name last when I do that. But yeah, it was, um, so I was really like, because he was so all over the place. I was like, you listen to me right now. You look at me. You say my name last. Okay. It's like, you do not say my name. Oh, you say it only once. And it's the last thing you say. So whatever you say before that, make it. And so he's like, okay. And then he brings me up and I did a few jokes about like, thanks to everyone for braving the apocalypse to be here. Mm. Um, if you happen to see like any smoke on the stage, there's not like a smoke machine. Someone just left a door open please alert an attendant <laughs> so i just like gave uh a little couple jokes and then we just were like and and dave doesn't like to have it be like and dave matthews band he doesn't like that he just likes it to like just gently start so we were like are you guys ready for the show okay he'll be out in a second yeah and we just walked off <laughs> and um and then the show started and as i'm walking out of the backstage area he entered from the other side of the stage so i didn't see him but as i'm walking out of the backstage area I could like head back to my seat, but then I saw like there's a gate up like to keep the front row from being like on the stage. So there's like a little area for like cameramen to go. That's pretty much the front row. But then there's a gate behind the front row. Yeah. And I sat on the gate in front of the front row and I just found a little nestled spot. I was four feet from Dave Matthews the entire time. Um, he played one of my favorite songs, Gray Street, which if you have ever heard that, it really like, that's the song that gets me through when I'm feeling really depressed. Cause I feel like that girl in that song. And I, f- I love when men write songs about women being depressed and anxious. It just really turns me on when they like <laughs> understand it so much. And that song really, it was just so good. And all the fans are so nice. And they're mm. all, all the people there were like from DMB radio fan base that won tickets. So they're like ultimate fans. So we were just all singing along and he was struggling with lyrics to one part. We were all just like helping out. And oh. It was so cool. And he looked so good and he was so good on guitar. And um, it was cool to good. watch him. He's awesome. He looks great. He's never looked better. Yeah. He's never looked better. He's awesome. And, um, and Emil and my mom and Hala, who I brought, are all in the back. And I text them being like, I can't leave the seat. If I leave, I can't get in front of the front row. I'm not even supposed to be here. The security guards are all being nice because they just saw me on stage. So they're like giving me a pass. But I have no right to be where I am. And I'm crouched down because I don't want to make a scene of it. Right. And um, so I texted Emil like, I can't come back there. Like, I can't give up the spot. Go on without me. And so they just hung out and danced up. Hala just like danced upstairs. Um, but then it, after Crush, which is my favorite song of all time, mm. um, I was like, I can I can go find Hala and dance with her. So I went to the very back after that because I was like, I got to spend some of this concert with my friend. And we danced to Crash and Don't Drink the Water and um, and some other songs. Don't but Breathe it was, the Air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Don't Breathe. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and as we're dancing, this guy comes up to Hala Cause Hollow was dancing the whole time. And I guess he noticed 
and gives her one of Dave's guitar picks. Oh my oh, god! Same as you with Taylor. Wow. Which I knew was a Dave guitar pick because I was up close and I saw the guitar picks he was using, and I was very fascinated because I use a very light pick, and I was like, "Those look like light picks." It was a light pick. I and Emil of all people was the one to turn me on to light picks because he is a beginning guitar player too, and he was like, "You haven't heard about light picks? Don't do the heavy ones. Use the light ones." And I'm like, "Light ones changed my life." And my dad always makes fun of me for using light ones because you're not a real guitar player if you use light picks. Except Dave uses them because oh, I shit. got one because Holla gave it to me because she's a great friend. Oh, wow. She gave me the guitar pick. And then the guy comes back again and gives Holla a set list. What? And we go, Holy who shit. is this guy? And so then Holla runs after him to be like, who are you, mystery man? <laughs> and it's not a big place, so she could. And he's like, I'm Dave's vocal coach. And he's <gasps> just one of these nice guys that takes it upon himself to find little things, Aww. trinkets to give them to fans at the shows, which is must be such a fun thing to do. I did it at a Wilco show when I had a, an extra set list. I was like, I want to find the biggest Wilco fan that is going to freak out to get the set list. Cause I had the other half of the set list cause it was printed twice and I knew I was excited. I was to have it. And so I was like, who am I going to give it to? It's such a fun thing to like pick someone out. So he picked out Holla cause she was dancing like crazy. And I go, Oh my God, he's his vocal coach. I go, Holla, wait, go tell him. I, some might someday might need him. And so she ran back to him and was like, do you know who Nikki Glazer is? And he was like, no. And he was like, one second, let me go get her. So I ran over and talked to him and I was like, I know I am way out of like, I'm a comedian. I was on Mass Singer. I did pretty well in that. I was like, I have a vocal coach already, but who knows down the line what's going to happen? I was like, I do not deserve you, but I can afford you. And I was like, I have the means to to hire you if at any point um, you'd be into that down the line. And he was like, well, you don't want to mix up vocal coaches because they all have different ways of teaching. So you want to stick with one. And I was like, that's a really good Exclusivity point. Exclusivity. So, rears yes, its ugly head again. <laughs> You're right. So anyway, I got his number and then I'll tell you what happened when we met Dave Matthews after this. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's Ultimate Girl Bomb Grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. 
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. So then, after the show, I am not wanting to meet Dave because I'm like, he's had a long day. The show, he was exhausted during the show. He would get done with the song and be like, oh! And he was like, <laughs> kept acknowledging that he was tired but he was also awesome because he was so tired he was a little bit loopy and people would like yell out things and he would get distracted he was talking way more than he ever talks which in the dave matthews um universe we call that dave speak so he was dave speaking more than ever which is just when dave talks in between songs and he was being hilarious and he was so fun and he was just loose and Mm. um it was great and but i still was very conscious of as someone who's been on the other side of meet and greets uh, even Emil and I were talking about what Dave was possibly doing backstage based on what I'm always doing in between the show and the meet and greet. He was like, he's probably putting back on his high heels and stuffing his face with like a rice cake and smoking a joint and being like, yeah, I'll be on a second. Like, how many are there? Like, okay, that's cool. So do you, do you think there's going to be more than that? Or like, okay. And can, can you tell them to have their phones ready? Like we were just like predicting what he would be doing, even though I enjoy meet and greets very, very much. There, um, I was just like, I just don't want to make this anymore for him. So I was like, I'll probably just not do one because I don't need to. And then the guys came over and were like, here's your passes. We were like, what? Yeah, we should. And there, <laughs> it wasn't a ton of people. It was like 25 people. Oh, and great. most everyone else was drunk. I was like, I'm not drunk. I'm not going to talk his head off. I'm going to be so respectful and just get in there and get out. I'm not going to tell him a story about how I love him in high school. And Ari, Ari, the guy from the radio show who I introduced him with he knew about my Hala story of Hala telling me telling I'd never meet him and he was like you gotta tell him that I'm gonna tell him that we'll bring up Hala and I go Ari you listen to me right now you are not telling him that story you are not because Ari was just tired and overworked and I was like and Ari even said to me shout out to Ari before the meet and greet I was like I really don't think I want to stay for the meet and greet he's had a long day I think he should just like and he goes what what no we are not just typical meet and greet we are it's not we're not just like fans and i go yes we are we're actually worse because (laughs) at least people who are fans and get a meet and greet they know where they're a fan dave is the talent we have this weird thing where we're like we're not really like them Uh we're like actually cool and we just want to like hang out with you which is so much worse than just a normal person being like, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. That is so much better than someone being like, I'm 
There's always someone at my meet and greet who waits in the back of the line. Yeah. And, if you, and we've called him out before on the podcast who thinks they're special and is like, I don't even want a picture. I like just want to like have a conversation with you. And I'm like, that's so much worse than a picture. <laughs> they always start me. with a neg. They're like, I don't even care really about you. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. I don't even, I guess like this just came with my ticket, this meet and greet. Like it's not even a big deal to my me. But I just like. Me. I, didn't I am know not going to behave like those people <laughs> crying to meet you. I'm like, oh, yeah, God forbid you act enthusiastic right now. <laughs> or and industry people that are just like, yes, they walk industry. back to the green room with you. You're like, no, 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 no. This, this is over now. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's what I said to Ari. I go, you're you and I are worse. You especially because you are convinced that you're on the same. But <laughs> industry is convinced they're on the same level as him. And you hang out longer and you don't realize, no offense to Ari, he's awesome. And everyone who works at Sirius at that level is a great hang. And I had a good time with them. But Dave doesn't want to hang out with you. I, there's just no way. After a show, he wants to hang out with his family. But I'm and so his glad like, you you stayed because I'm sure Dave's clocked you in the audience. and was like, oh my God, Nikki Glazer. No, he didn't. There was no clocking. I, there was no eye contact, which I liked. I don't. Did he know who you were when signs. you met him? I'm like, don't distract um, wait, I just wanted to say people that bring signs, even when Taylor Swift walked to the edge of the stage and it was singing, I didn't want to like wave at her or go, I love you because she's singing a song and I don't want to distract her from her song. Mm-hmm. Right. So all I'm trying to do when she walked to the lip of the stage was sing the lyrics that were what she was singing so that I would help her <laughs> in some way and not distract. Right. <laughs> and so Dave is on stage and I'm. I don't know some of the songs because some of the new stuff I don't know. So I was trying not to make eye contact. There was no icon to to be made. Um, but there was a girl with a sign and I'm just like, stop. Don't hold signs. Like mm-hmm. just like little signs. You know, like I don't even know what it said, but it bothered me. Um, but it's all sweet. I mean, we're all just fans trying to get by. But um, so I did. I wanted to wait in the back of the line because I wanted to, I said, I want to go last because I know the feeling of when the last person you have to meet, yeah. no matter how good the meet and greet was, the last, it's like seeing your car after a hike. You're like, <laughs> I'm about to get to go take off my shoes. So I wanted to be that last person. And also not you just want to have a conversation, not a picture. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't that guy. I wasn't the guy being like, I wanted to take longer with you. It was like, <laughs> I wanted to be the fastest last person ever. Yeah. I wanted to like buck the system. And so, but Ari was like, no, just get up here. You are not going to wait to the last person. You're Nikki Glazer. And I'm like, I do not, do not say that. Do not, he, he was a little mover and a shaker. So he pulls me to the front and um, and I just like walk up today. They're like, it's Nikki Glazer. And they like lead me to him. And um, and I just go, hi, Dave, I'm the voice of DMB radio. And he goes, I can't even remember what he said, but based on the footage, it was something like, I know who you are. Come here. And he like Aww. grabs yes. me to give me a hug. For anyone who he does, goes in for the hug first. For anyone mm-hmm. who does jujitsu, who listens to this podcast, and I know you do. He did an arm drag on her. She reached her arm out to <laughs> shake his hand and he like pulled her in and oh, hug, gave yeah. her this huge bear hug. Hug, huge hug, lasted long, three I to four it. seconds. I saw the video when I first, when I saw it, my first thought was that was a genuine hug. That was a yeah. genuine, genuine hug. hug. He knew how much I mattered to him and he was very... It was, it was so awesome and it was Aww. just like, so, I was just trying to like, I mean, you don't understand. Like, I, I don't, 
I, I don't want to be indecent in talking about this, but he had much to do with my sexual awakening and my whole <laughs> sexual identity. And like everything was just, uh, it was, I got a rice pellet in my ass yesterday too, to like help with my hormones to oh, make me horny okay. again. A rice yeah. pellet? Not up my ass. Holla thought I got it up my ass. Not like in actual my asshole. rice. No, that would have horned me up. Yeah. No, it's like the size of a rice pellet and it has hormones in it. And, and it cost me $2,500. I thought I was getting it for free until they were like, it's $2,500. And I was like, okay. So, so it's like you put you it in your butt. Don't it. And it, yeah, it's like, a, what's that called? A, uh, when you get medicine in your butt? Um, it's not a suppository because oh, okay. that's up your ass. They cut oh, okay. her butt cheek. They cut my butt cheek and slided it. I had no idea. Does that hurt? And by the way, I asked no. Well, they put lidocaine first, so that hurt. A shot of lidocaine in my ass really, really hurt. And then they carve your ass open. I had no idea. I thought it was just like a little like they just shoot it in with a, um, you know, a shot. Yeah, yeah. Like you're getting a vaccine. And um, I, I had no idea that it was like a minor surgery. And it was no stitches or anything and I was out the door in five minutes but I have a huge bandage on my butt that's like bleeding a lot and what? Um, but in two weeks I'm supposed to start feeling the testosterone Wait, kicking in and is I'm supposed this to have done a by a doctor again. like they know you yes. actually need yeah, the testosterone yeah a clinic okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I did blood work back in December, and she was like, "You have zero testosterone." And Whoa. I was like, "What do I do?" And she was like, "Well, we have this pellet thing." And my mom knows about the pellet. She was like, "Oh, my friend Beth did the pellet, and it changed her life." And the pellet. I think I have to get it every six months though, and it's twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Who cares? Well, so you, this, is this the reason for your exactly. recent spate of uh, your, your no. dry spell or whatever you want to yeah, call it? Yeah, the, the testosterone is, yeah. the, the lack of testosterone is absolutely. I bet so you're going to be is, humping everything. I heard from my friend, like it made her so horny. Well, I can't wait. I, I mean, maybe, but this Dave thing, I was. Did that awaken? So, <laughs> the beast? Like, didn't awaken. I was not indecent. His, I was, I felt rejuvenated because he looked so good. Yeah. And he was so masculine and Ugh. singing songs about love. Like, I felt a love in my heart and like a resurgence of like my womanhood. He's came like back. an and animal. Then, like that video oh, you sent the so girls hot. chat. Was, he's like sweating and like, and you're just like, I cannot mm-hmm. not imagine. Imagine what this person looks like in bed. Like he's clearly oh, an animal. He, and he's always got I just love the way he plays too. guitar. Yeah, he does. His Final wrist thought. is like so loose. <laughs> oh, the way he played guitar, I was obsessed with. It looked like his hand was made of jelly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and my hand's always like, and it made me realize you just have to be very like casual. I was studying. I was, uh, it was really cool to be up close as someone who's just trying to learn how to play rhythmic guitar um, and and study him and like see that what I thought what his finger stylings on the fretboard are insane and his fingers do things that like mm-hmm. my fingers would take years to learn those shapes and be able to stretch in those ways but his strumming very simple very cool and like um, almost like he's playing drums but like. I always thought it was like so intricate, but I was studying it from the angle I was studying it from. And I was like, oh, it's actually very simple strumming. But the rest of the things he's doing along the fretboard are very, um, very complex. So I was, in, you know, heartened to see some of that. And I'm like so excited to attempt some of so, those songs today because I was like, oh, I think I can get some of these. This was the second time you've met him, correct? Yeah. So how did it compare with the first time? I mean, a thousand times better because yeah. the first one... It was just, it wasn't ideal. I just like said too much and I like kind of cried a little bit and 
I, I, and then I was in a room alone with him for a listening session and the whole funky, you know, this funky story. I think I've told this before, but I just, he offered to play a song next on, from his album. We were at a listening party in a small room. So I've been closer to him than I was last night, four feet from him. I was one foot from him during, for an hour listening to his new album five years ago and four years ago. And yeah, he was like, we got one more song to play. You guys want to hear something, you know, a little sad or something a little, little funky. <laughs> and I had been holding in my, like, my energy the whole time because I'm just trying to keep it cool because I'm losing my mind. And it just decided to come out in that moment. And I was like, funky! And I said it way too loud. And it, like, hurt everyone's ears in the room. Like, it was a small conference room. And Baba Bowie, who is there from the Howard Stern st- show, he behind me reaches forward and just puts a calming hand on my shoulder to like just sedate me a little bit because he knew that my energy was like weirding everyone out in the room. And then Dave went on and did not play a funky song. No one else volunteered a suggestion. He gave us two options and he played the other one. Um, and then I couldn't have that be the last time he remembered me. So afterwards, I followed him out and was like, I always knew I was going to meet you. I, that's why you're the reason I ever did comedy because I wanted to get in the same sphere as you. And I said the word sphere a lot. It was like, it was humiliated. And he just seemed like overwhelmed by it and didn't know who I was. And this was much better because then after we met after we took a picture together and then my mom gets in the picture and he takes a picture with her and me and then at the end it was like all the serious people not that I'm affiliated with them but I am the voice of Dave Matthews Band Radio so they were like Nikki get in too and I was on the edge and they were like no Nikki get in the middle and I was like uh, I'll crouch and Dave crouched down next to me Shut and up. put his face flush with mine so I had Dave Matthews face touching <laughs> mine here. right next to it like wow. we were, it was like the most intimate, like, and I, I was able to, in that moment, stop time and just realize that I am millimeters from kissing this man. <laughs> it was just like, it was very thrilling for a young Nikki Glazer, a 17 year old Nikki Glazer back then of just like, my, like our faces are touching. Like this is the closest you can get to someone. And it, we held it for a while because of the picture. And he was being, just being funny. Cause I was the only one crouching. So he was like, I'll crouch with her and just face next to mine. Oh it was so, God. and I was like, I mean, we That's left my mom and Hala and Emil. We couldn't get over it. We were like, that was the most insane. It was just so fun. And to see Taylor Swift and Dave Matthews in one week that close, it took a lot of effort, I have to say, a lot of flying, a lot of sleeplessness, um, a lot of money being spent, a lot of money not being made. Um, But it was (laughs) obviously so worth it. And I just have to do more things like this. I love going to shows. I love... Well, the part of the um, story you left out was that when when Dave hugged you that close, he whispered in your ear, funky. I remember you. I remember. <laughs> he did say, he did, nice to see you, you know, the oh. LA oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. And so I was like, no way. I think he just knows me. He contextualizes me in some way other than that. There's no way he remembers me from Funky and Spheres. <laughs> right. There's no way. Funky it was. I wasn't the same person and that he would not have been, been excited to see that person. Funky again, Spheres so. sounds like a name of a Dave song. it's their new album oh my god anyway that's my Dave story sorry for a short podcast today guys this is all we can give you but we'll be back next week with full length episodes don't even worry about it we love you thank you for listening come see us this weekend in Sarasota Florida West Palm Beach and we got a lot more tour dates Um, just announced I'm going to Chicago Peoria New Jersey Calgary Napa 
Wheatland, California. Where the fuck is that? San Francisco, wow. San Diego, Riverside, Lawrence, Kansas, Boston, Massachusetts, oh, Baltimore, yeah. Maryland, Ray Rehoboth Beach, Rehoboth. Uh, Delaware, Rehoboth, uh, Atlantic City, Portland, Oregon, Rama, Ontario, Munhall, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Michigan, Denver, Colorado. Holy fuck. Wow. You can get those tickets now, NikkiGlazer.com. I can't wait to see you all there. Thank you for listening. Don't be ca- And just jack off. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? MMs and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter MMs. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter MMs and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.